Joy is for you. Welcome to the Joybringer Podcast. The world is full of uncertainties, difficulty, and pain. It needs joy, and you and I can bring it, but we can't bring what we don't have. I'm so glad you've joined me today. Let's grab hold of joy and bring it everywhere we go. Hey, I'm Susan, and this is the Joybringers Advent Podcast. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited about uh, today's guest because Tracy Brown has been a, a thread, a beautiful, important thread in my life over the last, oh, I don't know, eight years at least. Mm -hmm. And every new thing that I have done or entered into, um, she's been a part of. And so Tracy, thank you for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me. I, uh, if, if you followed me, if anyone knows, uh, and a little bit about me, you know that I have a favorite artist and really it's an artist duo, uh, Aaron Brown, her husband and Tracy are artists and, um, just the, the work that they do sparks something so deeply in myself and my husband that we have many, many pieces of their art in every room, except oddly enough, the one that I'm in right now, which is embarrassing but every other room in my house has their work and in our coffee shop intrepid nitro coffee and tea bar the only artwork on every wall is their stuff and so you're gonna hear more about that and um, and I'm going to make her tell you where you can find their pieces but behind <laughs> her if you are watching this video you'll see two pieces and and these um, I love this so much because I know you guys so well that I'm like oh that's Aaron and Tracy <laughs> that's yeah that's you <laughs> And, yes, and his work. And so uh, I invited Tracy today to talk about, um, as we're, as we're you know, preparing our hearts in the Christmas season, during the Advent, the, the arrival, um, the thing that I, I feel very much, I feel the tension of the old, the nostalgia, and the new. And mm -hmm. sometimes the new is really exciting and wonderful. Sometimes the new is really hard. Same with the nostalgia, right? Sometimes what is past holds beautiful memories and, and full of joy, and sometimes it doesn't. So I think there's a real tension in, in the Christmas season mm -hmm. to um, assess where you are and, and feel it for what it is. And, and the F word is not something I'm very comfortable with. <laughs> you know that about me, Tracy. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't love to sit and feel anything, but what I know to be true, and this is something you've helped me with tremendously in my life, is that joy is present tense. It's a matter mm -hmm. of being here, being in the moment. Joy um, exists in the past, but that's not where we find it. Joy exists in the future, but it's not where we find it. We find it right here and right now. And so thank you for being here to help me and us um, find the joy in, in here and uh, here and now, because you bring me great joy. Oh, you're so sweet. You, you bring me great joy. I, I don't know. Uh, most people probably don't know. Most people listening, at least. Um, that you and your wonderful husband were um, like part of our wedding. You guys helped marry <laughs> us. And um, yeah, you guys have so much of our artwork. But more than that, like you and I have sat across from each other so many times in so many different yeah. um, seasons of life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so many different moments and experiences and dreams. I mean, we verbally processed books together projects yeah. all kinds of things um yeah and 
So I'm just so grateful to get to um, contribute in a small way and, and even more just have a conversation with you because I just love getting to talk to you. So I mean, <laughs> if, if it's just self, like, how can I spend an hour with Tracy? Oh, I know, right? Because <laughs> you guys moved away. I know. But listen, <laughs> you, you, when we were talking about this, you were really struck by a concept through a quote that I just mm -hmm. got because you sent it to me. And I want you, um, you can read the whole thing or you can, you can talk to us about it. We certainly sure. will post the whole thing, but this is on your heart right now. Um, yeah. and I, and I would really, I, I'm always so blessed by what the Lord is doing in your heart and in your mind. So would you, would you share that part with us? Yeah. So I think just for some context, um, I heard this at a, um, a conference, a practicing the way conference in Portland, Oregon, I think it was John Ortberg who shared it and it was just so impactful. I've been just like carrying it in my heart for about a year now and it comes up for me over and over again. And, you know, being a part of, um, you know, a, a church community um, and leadership and even at the school I teach at, I just see people wrestling, like, especially right now for some reason. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know why, but with what you're talking about, the tension between nostalgia and newness. Um, I, I teach your book and it's literally like the theme of our year right now is that tension between those two things. And um, so I've got these teenagers who are just like, they can't necessarily verbalize why that has come to the forefront for them, you know, but, um, but it is at the forefront of their minds. And so um, as I was thinking about doing this with you and Advent coming up and, and the Christmas season, and just the pressure that we feel to um, to find new things, to keep things fresh, you know, in Christmas, whether that's um, for our kids or, you know, oh man, I did such a good job with gifts last year. How am I going to do it this yeah. year? All that kind of stuff. Um, this quote um, from G.K. Chesterton keeps coming up for me. So... Um, I will probably just read the whole thing because I think it's wonderful if that's okay. Um, so he says, because children have a bounding vitality, because they are, it, are in spirit fierce and free, therefore they want things repeated and unchanged. They always say, do it again. And the mm -hmm. grown-up person does it again until he is nearly dead. Mm -hmm. Grown-up people are not strong enough to exult in monotony. But perhaps God is strong enough to exult in monotony. Mm. It is possible that God says every morning, do it again to the sun, and every evening, do it again to the moon. It may not be automatic necessity that makes all daisies alike. It may be that God makes every daisy separately, but has never got tired of making them. It may be that he has the eternal appetite of infancy, for we have sinned and grow, grown old, and our father is younger than we. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it gave me a new, like, window or doorway into experiencing creation, into experiencing tradition. I mean, I come from a faith tradition that does exult in monotony. <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm no longer a part of that faith tradition, but I grew up in it. And 
Um, and so I have this part of me that loves um, knowing that the same thing is happening this year. Like Christmas is going to, this service is going to look just like it did last year and the year before and the year before. We're going to light the candles at this time. We're going to sing this song. Um, and it's so interesting to be in the tension of like, that's what I grew up with. And there is such comfort and honestly joy in that for me. And then to be a part of a new newer faith tradition or different faith tradition where it's kind of like every year we want to find some different angle or we want to spin the diamond a little bit differently and keep people, you know, interested. And, um, so that's really where I thought you and I could just kind of riff and talk. Um, cause I think the interesting thing is too, you lean just your personality type. You lean, I think towards like, what's next, what's new, Where's you know, and I'm I'm a little bit more like, oh, let's do it like we did last time. <laughs> let's just do that again because that was so great, and um, and neither is wrong. They're both important. You are so right. You you are so you have pulled me into this space of of not necessarily wanting to bound forward or or resisting the the temptation to just bound forward to the next thing, but to appreciate and reflect on what has been. And that's, that's not easy, but I think that's why I think we we're so good together is that we yeah. have a real, um, uh, we expand each other's, uh, space in that way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think, I, I don't think there's an answer. I think this is a both end. This is a yes. both end with the Lord. It's a both end with us to hold on. Scripture says to, to examine all manner of things and hold on to what's good. Mm -hmm. I, that was a quote that, um, a quote, it's a verse, but that, that, that came up regularly in our, in my seminary experience mm -hmm. when Chris and I were going through our master's program. Um, our, our professors would say that often because we would sort of, you know, it was a multi, multi-denominational environment where, where there were people from every walk, you know, right. and sometimes we'd get stuck in these moments and he would say, let's examine all manner of things and hold on to what's good. Right. So we can look back at what has been mm -hmm. and what was and hold on to the good stuff. And then the invitation is to deal with what was not to, to really address it and deal with it so that we can put it in an appropriate spot. If you're anything mm -hmm. like me, you would like to just run forward enough to think about what wasn't good. Um, yeah. And then, and then to anticipate the new, because what we do know to be true is God is always doing new things. Mm -hmm. What was that last line? Like, uh, it may be that he has the eternal appetite of infancy for we have sinned and grown old and our father is younger than we, or are you talking about the Daisy one? No, the younger than we thing. Yeah. That is, we so, we, we so quickly project because God is infinite, right? So then in our mind, he's old. Yeah. Right. And yet. Right. This, this eternal, eternal newness, the right. eternal, fresh, new joy and spirit right. to create new, to experience new. Um, I think that's important when we are in a season of mourning what was, if it, mm -hmm. if it is no longer. Right. Right. You've lost your father. I've lost my parents and all, all of my family. And we can look back and find real pain mm -hmm. in the idea that it's no longer what it was. 
Yes. And, and that's very real. I mean, yeah. my, when I lost my dad and my, my whole life really changed. Yeah. Um, and it all started around this time. Yeah. Um, it was like in the period between Thanksgiving and Advent between Thanksgiving and Christmas that things really yeah. sort of the, the end began, I guess is the way to put it. Not sure. just with losing my dad, but just across the board. Yeah. And so I, for the past eight years, really, it's been like, there's a strange sadness in Advent and in Christmas because, yeah. um, because I am that person who's like, Oh, I get out, I get out the, my childhood stocking, mm-hmm. you know, and I hang it on the mantle with the ones I made for my kids when this, when I was living this life, you know, and then, mm-hmm. then I hang it next to my stepsons and my husband's and that I've made in now this new season of life that I'm in. And so my mantle becomes kind of this like timeline of the seasons of life that, of, that have been marked by, um, you know, the same kind of celebration every year. Um, but I think what I love about the, the picture that Chesterton paints is, and, and I think you're kind of touching on it too, is that God, God is the both and right. He, he is the one who can every year go, it's Christmas and my son was born and it's amazing. And just yeah. like, it's, it's amazing all over again. Um, and, and also like Every time that that season reemerges, it's fresh and it's brand new. It's as if he mm-hmm. is experiencing the wonder and the adventure of Advent all over again, in spite of the, you know, how many thousands of years now since, yeah. <laughs> since Jesus was born. Um, and I, I just, I think there's something beautiful in that for us mm-hmm. as followers of Jesus to meditate on to um to invite god to expand in us um where we we really truly live in the present in this christmas season yeah with the depth of the past christmas seasons and the promise of the future mm. christmas seasons seasoning like this moment sorry that was I didn't it was mean a lot of seasons, but I like it. I know. I didn't mean to say no, seasoning. Like, I like it. That was the word that came to mind. So, <laughs> Gosh, I think that's so beautiful. Can you say that again? I, I think I've asked you so many times. Can you say that again? Um, I, say that again. You said, you said the depth of the past yeah. and the promise of the future. Yeah. Kind that's of. So I mean, and the word for me is is like seasoning, the, the, yeah. the present, like um, – just adding richness of flavor to the experience and um and like a positive dynamic tension where it's it's, a thing is held in a state of equilibrium by by pressure on both sides equal pressure on both sides Mm, right mm. so we don't get pulled off center because we look too far into the nostalgia or we're too excited about the next thing. Yeah. We can live firmly right here because we let the nostalgia and the newness pull on us equally. Um, so it's less about disconnecting ourselves from past or future. And it's more about staying connected to those things and letting them hold you in the present. Does that, Mm. I don't know, maybe that doesn't make sense, but 
I, it does. And, uh, and it just, a constant, and I say this all the time, and I, this is something I say a lot because I'm reminding myself that, the, the, again, back to the joy is present tense. When we look to the past to find our joy, like I had joy back then. Right. It often breeds depression because mm -hmm. what you don't have now is what you had back then. And so therefore you're looking back to find that right. joy back then. Or if you're looking ahead, gosh, I just, you know, can't wait for, you know, you and I, yeah. we're, we're regular Marco Polo friends, right? And how yeah. often are we both like, oh my gosh, I just can't wait for yeah. Yeah. X, Y, Z. Uh -huh. Because that's, you know, quote, when I have enough money, when I have a new place to live, when I sign mm -hmm. that contract, when I find out about what's happening, then I'll have joy. Then I'll have peace. Mm -hmm. Then I'll have whatever. Right. But that's where anxiety lives. Yes. And yes. so we have to get back to this joy is current right now. It's okay to hold the tension, to receive the joy from the past, be grateful for it allow the nostalgia to warm our heart mm -hmm. and be excited about the future, but to sit in the moment. I'm, I'm reminded of parenting, right? Oh. I, I, I did not birth my children, but, and I, and this is a probably a pretty big regret. I've, I've, when I came into their lives, they were six, eight and 10. And all I could think about was I can't wait for them to be adults. Like I'm so excited right. to like know them as adults. Right. Now that that's different for so many because many parents just wish they could go back to like smell the head, you know, <laughs> they're like this big, yeah. you know, fully dependent on you. And yet what we don't want to do is miss the right here and right now. Right. Right. Be because you can't go back and mm -hmm. the future is coming whether you like it or not. So you might as well just appreciate this moment. Right. The, the difficulty and I'm, and I'm so sensitive to this is, you know, most people with a brand new born, like not, maybe not brand new, let's <laughs> say like four months in, right? You haven't slept in four months, right? You know, um, when you're like, appreciate the right now, yeah. they're like, shut up, shut up. like, shut up. <laughs> but they have to be like, oh, we do, we just love it so much. Maybe I'm, I could be totally wrong. We're probably gonna get some angry, angry nope. emails, but I think most people, or like it feels impossible to yeah. just enjoy the right now because of the demands yeah. and and the exhaustion and that's not just with newborns right like yeah. my current moment i i'm like how how do i live in gratitude and presence when there's so many things pulling on me that i feel the need to fix and i feel the promise and and, and I remember what was, but right now, man, there's so much to fix. And, um, and Advent is this beautiful moment, um, this, these, you know, four weeks and then Christmas where we get to remember that, that most of life, I think, um, we have that bittersweet, like, um, layering of all of that. And, um, and I, I think about how, you know, Brennan Manning talks about how a life of trust, his word is ruthless trust, um, is, is grounded in gratitude, um, that you can't trust God if you're not living in gratitude. And it's so challenging for me. And, and I know gratitude is one of the pillars of, of, of joy and joy, the joy bringer lifestyle. So, um, 
And I think that's another really, really good one to, to look at, um, you know, with regards to this like quote that I'm thinking about with regards to Advent, with regards to joy around Christmas time is if God can just perpetually be like a little child going again, do it again, you know, like my daughter who will just attack her stepdad with this like stuffed rabbit because it just makes her belly laugh. And my poor husband is just like, I, I know him well enough to know he's like exhausted, you know? Ewan, Ewan, do it again. Ewan, do wab it, do wab it. <laughs> and, and the man will like scream and pretend to die over and over and over and over and over. And she'll do it until he's like, like a puddle on the, on, on Pop Pop's chair, you know, because he just, he can't not do it because he loves her. Um, and I, I don't have that anymore. I don't have the gratitude that she has to experience that moment again, you know? Um, but I want to have it. I, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> yes. I think yeah. this in our exhaustion, yes. because we're trying to do for the future yeah. to create something new and to, um, you know, beat last year or we have to do or... Or we had more capacity last year, mm-hmm. and so we have to recreate that. Right. And I, I think it, it's a matter of, and this is what you have taught me, you are so good at this, and then I have to remind you about it a lot. Yes, you right? do. Yes. We, we have to have so much grace for ourselves to be in this moment right now. Yes. I'm not in that place that I was in last year. You know, yes. I had more capacity, or mm-hmm. I had more money, or my family looked different, or whatever. I have to... And, and maybe it's a matter of acknowledging what was and thanking it. Like, you know what? I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful mm-hmm. that it was what it was. I, you, we had the money to do a lot last year. That's great. Or, yeah. or I had a whole lot of time last year and I could get super creative. Mm-hmm. But this year, I'm limited. I'm strapped. Or who knows, right? But to, to be able to just acknowledge, be in the moment, and find gratitude for it. Yeah. Um, I find myself... Uh, I come from the land as an only child and was with my parents. My mom and I just enjoyed the heck out of decorating. Mm-hmm. It, it was just something we did. We put on the Carpenter's Christmas album, album, right? Yeah. And, and it is still to this day my favorite Christmas album of all time. And we put it on and we would make hot chocolate and tea and we would string up the lights and my dad would be outside staple gunning staple gunning all of the Uh lights around the window and we would just deck out the house and that is one of my most favorite memories in all of life Mm -hmm. and there have been times in my adult life as a wife and a mom in in this part of my life now where I feel like I've done a good job but of Mm -hmm. the 11 and a half years that I've been married maybe that was like three of those years (laughs) You know, yeah, isn't that crazy? And there have been, yeah, and there have been seasons where Chris and I didn't get a tree at all. Or I've gotten probably in the last, I don't know, five or six years, maybe, maybe two or three of those years, we got a tree and never decorated it. I had a right. naked tree in my front yard and or my front, you know, window, yeah. and and it was what it was. And because you know what, it's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. A beautiful naked green tree is fine. <laughs> like there was another year. I'm going to talk about it on on a podcast. <laughs> Um, where we decorated and it was beautiful and we were so excited and we went upstairs to go to bed and thank God thought to unplug the, the lights. Um, cause we came down the next morning and we had a, um, baby wiener dog and a one-year-old Irish wolfhound 
Um, and they ate the entirety <gasps> of the bottom half of my Christmas tree. Oh, all of the lights were off God. of it. Shredded the light. The lights <gasps> ate all of the ornaments. They were all just destroyed. No. And you know what I did? I left it like that for the whole year. I didn't. They yeah. were like, this is how it is now. This is Christmas this year. But and see, so that's beautiful. Yeah. Go ahead. We had like, I have had to really wrestle with the guilt of feeling like, how, how do I have a naked Christmas tree in my front window? Yeah. <laughs> you know, or that's all we could do. Uh-huh. Or, you know, there have been times when we didn't do it at all. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's hard. That's a hard one to wrestle with because we feel this, like, responsibility to carry other people's memories, nostalgia, yes. expectation. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a hard one as a parent, I think. Oh, to, yes. to Very right? much. Yes. Very, very much as a parent. Um, I think that um, because you have the, the dual pressure of your best memories mm -hmm. and wanting to sort of somehow infuse that joy and goodness into your children's lives, but they yeah. are not the same as you. I mean, I can't mm -hmm. even tell you how many times I have, you know, tried to share something with my kids and Lord help me. I no. watched, okay. I'm a Lord of the Rings, like super yeah. nerd. Sure. I watched Lord of the Rings with my boys and they could not, they were just like, I don't care. so bored. So, and there's a meme about it somewhere. And it's like, you know, you feel like you're on fire. Cause you're like, he's a, look at He's a hobbit and he's carrying the ring of power. And then someone's going to carry him up the mountain, you know? And they're like scrolling on Instagram. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just, yeah. And That's weird. They have yeah. big feet. You're like, yeah. Oh, and there's a hobbit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I've even done things like I've, I've literally recreated moments for my kids that, I, that meant so much to me. Oh. Um, but for them, it's like, Thanks, mom. That was cool. But I could tell it didn't like land the same way it did for me. If you even but, get a thanks, mom, that was cool. Yeah. yeah that's a exactly. win right there. Yeah. But you just, I have, I know personally, I have all these like dreams and ideals and expectations around what I can create, you know, that, that taps into the, the experiences I had and the experiences Man. my kids have had and brings it all together and then puts a new cherry on top every single year. And that's a yes. And it's also like a, a no, like, I don't know how to say it other than that is exactly what we want. And then at the same time, we want to do that in peace. We want to do that in joy. We want to set the tree up. And then when our dogs shred it, go, well, that's what I have this year. And, um, and yeah. that's so beautiful because look, it means I have two living pups who are just full of curiosity and joy and they want to eat my tree and they're participating in Christmas the best that they can, you know? Um, right, right. I, I don't have, I wish I had a recipe. I'm a recipe yeah. follower. Are you? No, yes. you're not. Yes, I am. What? How I many like more to bake. Goes? Okay. No, no. But when you cook, no. Okay. You're right. No, okay, I, let I, me just tell I, everybody season will Marco Polo me and she'll just like <laughs> set it up and then she'll be yeah. like, I'm making something. And she's like, we're going to put some, some tomatoes in here and some yeah. olives and we're just gonna, <laughs> and then later she'll text me and be like, it was bomb. 
It was so yeah. good. We're eating it for I the next three it. days. Yeah. <laughs> and so true. you're kind of a recipe follower probably when you bake. Yes. But you're like a fly by the seat of your pants kind of girl when you cook. Well, okay. I like, this is funny. This is also in much of my life. Um, I'll use this as, as an example. I, as an actor, right? My whole life on stage actor, there are two things that people would maybe assume that you like that I actually hate. I hate karaoke and I hate improv. A lot of actors love improv. I mean, I know you've done it. Like, like actors, many of them love that freedom. I hate it. I said, give me a script, give me a set and a costume and then let me run free. I like structure. Gotcha. And I like the freedom to perform within the structure. Right. Right. And so I like a recipe and then I can like take, take a sideways thing from, I don't know, where were we going? Where were we going with this? Oh, well, this is what I'm sorry. I'm just, as we're talking, I'm kind of building this concept around like what Advent can be. And, um, it's a recipe. Advent Mm. is a recipe. And what I see you do so brilliantly is go, okay, there's the recipe. What can I add to it this time where it's going to feel like that recipe, but just this time it has turmeric in it or whatever. I don't know why you would ever use. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The, I'm not good at that. My mom is good at that. I'm um, like with literal recipes. I'm like, it has to be this way every single time. And I know what it will taste like. Right. My mom can read a recipe and go like, that would be better with cardamom or whatever. And so there's some people just have an innate gift. This is what I'm trying to get at to go give me the structure and I will add a little bit to it every time I make it and it'll be just a little different, but you'll, it'll still be recognizable. Mm. And I think that is a place where like the, the both and meet the joy of, I know this dish and the experience of it, but this time it's, it's, it's a little bit fresh. There's a new hint of something. Um, and, but it's not like, okay, now I've tried a completely different recipe mm. for lasagna or whatever. Is, am I kind of making sense? I feel like Advent is the recipe and, and we can go, okay, discern what am I capable of, of adding or taking away this year that makes it nostalgic and joyful in the present and, and with a nod to the future. That's so helpful. That's so helpful because that's, that's what I was going to kind of lean into is what do we tell people who don't even want to celebrate Christmas this year because it's so different. Yeah. I, oh my gosh, I've been there. I hated Christmas for years after my mom died, hated it. Yeah. My life looked so radically different and I didn't, oh my gosh, one of my, um, the first year, so my mom died in August. That Christmas, my dad, I can't remember. It might have been that one. It might have been the next Christmas. My, my mom made Christmas, I mean, you know, as moms often are responsible for. Um, there's a whole podcast about fathering and Christmas, which I'm really excited about. But, but, but as m- many moms sort of handle Christmas, my dad didn't know what to do with me. And he came to my house for Christmas. I can't remember. I might've invited him for like Christmas day or something. And he showed up to my house. I was a new wife and I had a, a, a house. 
um, that, that my ex-husband and I had, had bought together. And he showed up and he pulled out of his pocket a giant wad of cash. And he like handed it to me. I was de- devastated, mortified. I didn't, I didn't know like for real. <laughs> And he yeah. was mourning and grieving. He didn't know what to do, and I didn't know what to do. And I just, they, it was so hard, so hard yeah. to, to deal and, and to say, well, I don't, I don't know what this thing even is anymore. So I just want to, like, if you're watching or listening and you, you look ahead and right now and you go, this looks nothing like anything I've experienced before, you're not alone in that. And no. it's okay to say, I quit this week, this year. I, I'm not doing it, or, yeah. or I just want to, you know, curl up in a ball and watch marathon Hallmark movies, mm-hmm. or whatever. Like it's it's so acceptable for Christmas just to be whatever it needs to be, and to to just hold on to the fact that that maybe because the past is so different than right now, our current reality, that we can look to the future and say, well, yeah. what I do know is God's not done in this situation there will be Christmas futures, right? Where things do yeah. look different. Yeah. And sometimes looking ahead in that way is that's where hope comes in, right? That's where hope is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and joy, I think, um, and gratitude. I mean, there are times when that just feels impossible. Yeah. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and I, I find myself help simultaneously helped and occasionally discouraged at the same time by stories of people who found ways like Corey Ten Boom, who just found ways to be grateful in like, you know, there's a story about her finding a way to be grateful for fleas in this, in this concentration camp building she got moved to. And I was both equally like, wow, that's amazing. It's possible. I could, what if I could do that? And then another part of me is like, nonsense. Like I cannot be grateful for, for for fleas. And then the next day I found out my dog had fleas and I was like, that's funny. That's funny. Mm, Cute. Cute. Yeah. I will Um, tell you though. And this is the thing, the joy bringers core values, right? Gratitude, forgiveness, flexibility, rest. They are my daily practices. And gratitude is sometimes the hardest. For sure. And, but I wouldn't think it, you you wouldn't (laughs) think it. I, I, I live it. I, I believe yeah. you. Um, yeah. I think that that's where like your flexibility value comes in, yeah. you know, to go, okay. Um, it's not going to look the same mm-hmm. right in this moment. Right. Um, but Aaron, Aaron often says the pay is the same and not that, that, you know, we're being paid or that there's some sort of tally system in heaven, but that, that operating in joy, leaning into joy, leaning into gratitude, um, being flexible when it looks different, resting yeah. in the truth that um, what meager joy and gratitude I might be able to find is just as valuable, if not more so. I mean, it's like you're t- the two pennies of the of the widow, right? Like sometimes mm-hmm. that offering yeah. is more beautiful than than. A, a monthly tithe, let's say, yeah. um, yeah. I'm all over the place, but the point is if you can come into Christmas and the, and the Advent season and give yourself permission mm-hmm. 
to let it be a familiar season with an unfamiliar um, like landscape right mm. now. If you're That's in good. Law, I think so I think we can lean into that, right? Because Christmas is the same. It's the same day every year, right? It's the yeah. same date. It it comes the same, but right. the landscape looks different. I now live in the land where there are four seasons. You don't know this, Tracy. You don't know. What? <laughs> Last year it snowed the day after Christmas and I you know I you never met a more joyful person. I it was crazy. Like, I now understand, right? Christmas yeah. is coming, but the landscape is different. And living in Southern California all of our lives, it's not different. It's not. It's the same. <laughs> like, Christmas Day, it's most beautiful day of the year. That's the way it is. <laughs> yep. But, but now the landscape right. does change. Season might be the same, right? It's winter. But right. you never know. It will be different. And so to lean in to that, that there's consistency, it's December 25th every year. That yeah. never changes. But what it feels like, what the surroundings look like right. are going to be different. And sometimes, you know, that comes with extra work. Right? Right. right. If it does dump and it blizzards and it snows and you can't even leave your house, that's going to cause extra work. And then there might be days where it doesn't at all. Yeah. And I actually wonder if that's part of the reason why God designed us to experience feast seasons. You know, I mean, the Old Testament is full of like, and then you're going to stop and have a feast and then you're going to stop and have a festival and then you're going to stop and have a celebration. And Advent is kind of, and Christmas is kind of our like last, not that it was in the Old Testament, but it's our, our remaining sort of like cathedral in time, right? Where we get to go and celebrate every year, the same thing in the same way, um, and because we're we're not living in an agricultural or agrarian society, we don't always get to experience that the landscape is literally different. But the people of God for thousands of years, they did that annually multiple times. It was like, okay, mm -hmm. well, it's the festival of booths. And maybe we don't have as much this year as we did last year because we're not in control of that, right? Like that, we can there contribute. There it is. Huh? There it is. Yeah. we're not like, in control of that. I we can't can control the landscape. Yes. Right. You can contribute. You can sow yes. seed. You can, you know, work faithfully, rest faithfully. You can trust in all of those things. But there ultimately, it is. That's it. Rain comes from God, right? Yeah. And so some of the value in do it again the same way it has always been, like the same season, the same date, um, is learn it's a spiritual formation here we go mm -hmm. like this is my favorite thing right it forms us because the landscape is different every year and but the celebration is meant to be the same i don't does that make sense yes absolutely and, and i think that when that's like a a real combination of gratitude and flexibility those two core values yes. come together in this i am grateful to be celebrating something, right? That never changes. Yeah. I'm grateful yeah. for the never changing truth that Jesus came and he did what he did and he loves us. And that is, that is real. Yeah. And I'm grateful for the fact that every year that expression of gratitude can be different. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. so, that's good. Yeah. That's good. And, Those, and gratitude I and flexibility. 
I think it should be different, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's good to have, you know, standing stones, certain things, anchors in your, in your Christmas season that, that, that remind you that there have been seasons in the past, moments in the past, celebrations in the past that were full of family, joy, feasting, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Even though that can be very, very painful in a moment when you don't have those things. But the, the pain of that is, is formative, valuable, and can keep us in some ways, I think, out of like depression or hopelessness, right? If you just utterly keep everything tucked away, how easy it is to forget. I forget what God did for me last week. I mean, yes, you know what I mean? Like God healed a woman of a blood disease last week. I, we prayed for her. She got healed a 20 year, like stage three kidney failure, blood disease, radical miracle. Right. I've been waiting to see that kind of stuff for ever. And then I'm like praying for a guy who has a pinched nerve in his neck at church this Sunday. And I'm like, can you do it? God, I don't know. I feel really warm. (laughs) And then, you know, like, it's crazy how fast we forget who he is, what he's done. And, and so to have those anchor points, even if it's painful to, to, to see them and go, man, it was so good. Why is it not good anymore? Those things draw us back Mm. into conversation. Are you a silent treatment person? Oh gosh. Wow. Wow. Sorry. I I didn't mean to just like throw that at you. So let me put it differently. Okay. Well, no, let me answer your question. I'm not a silent treatment person. I don't think I am. However, one who has struggled with and has a, has a history of cutoffs. Ah, and so while I don't silent treatment, I have a tendency to, and I have to work beyond the instinct to just cut off. Yes. I, I'm, I'm the same way. So I, I, I don't, I'm not a silent treatment person, but I do get quiet when, and I tend to withdraw when I'm hurting. Um, mm-hmm. or if I'm yes. feeling like I need to think through this, I, I, my practice mm-hmm. has to be like, I need time to think this through and talk mm-hmm. later. Um, so I'm not angry and yeah. I'm not giving you the silent treatment. I'm just getting my thoughts in order. Right. And yeah. here's where I'm going with this is like, when it's a painful Advent season, in the mm. past, I knew my tendency was going to be to like withdraw from God, pull myself out of the conversation and just be like, this really hurts. Let me have some alone time so that I can figure out what I want to say to you, what I want to ask you and come to you like well prepared and and just mm. like have my list that I could sit down and hash it out with you, Lord. <laughs> and the beauty of like making myself pull out maybe like one thing, one stocking, one Christmas Mm -hmm. decoration, or even just go like get the tree or have the apple cider, whatever it is that, that keeps me in the conversation with the Lord. That just makes me cry because I think I have for so many years. Yep. <laughs> it's been so good because I've just muted myself when they've gone crazy like six times during this You're conversation. You're doing great. Yeah, and now this. I might cut that. <laughs> anyway, um, 
I know that for so many years, I have gone silent at Christmas. Just not doing it. In fact, I'm going to dive into work because I always have had extreme work at Christmas. Because before pastoring, which is, you know, the big show at Christmas, it was performing, which was also, in fact, there's only been like one or two Christmas seasons of my life. And I mean, I'm 45, probably in 40 years of my life, I've not done a Christmas something, whether it's on stage in a show or churchy thing, like maybe three Christmases in like 40 years. Yeah. Two of those being the last two years. Right. And so I just dive into work hardcore and silent treatment Christmas. And because it's too painful, because there's just been too much and I've just gone, it doesn't exist. This is me. I'm cutting it off. We're cutting off Christmas, not doing it. And I'm just going to pretend. And and yet what you were saying, the invitation to just like invite the Lord into the silence because he's going to sit there with you anyway, whether you realize it or not in the silence, in our cutoff, I'm not talking to you. I'm not doing it. It doesn't exist. That is my seven. Yeah. <laughs> Enneagram seven right there. We're just not going to deal with it. Right. Because it has feelings and it's painful. And right. yet the reality is the Lord cops a squat with us as we're sitting in the middle of that silence and he's sitting right there with us. Yeah. So for me, the growth invitation is in those moments where I want to cut off, where I want to just pretend it doesn't exist and I'm just going to sit here in silence, he's there. Yeah. And at least, and again, this is where I go back to that gratitude. Gratitude is the first thing to at least go back to, well, I don't feel it. I don't want to be here right now, but I can be grateful that you're here. Like that you're here in the midst of this moment. I'm isolating myself. I'm pretending this doesn't exist, but at least you're here. And that's, you always do this, Tracy Brown, like bring things to the table that help me process the reality that I might be, you know, I just never been able to put words to that. Right. So I think we create the silent treatment, you know, in many ways for me, it has often been work, you know, being a workaholic, right? Like, just diving into something to, to distract ourselves. Yes. Very good at that. Um, and the other side of that is to just hibernate and sit. Yeah. Yeah. But I've also seen you and I do this too. Um, and I would be willing to bet a lot of, um, women and, and probably men too listening. Um, the other thing that we sometimes do is just like, well, I'm just going to make it awesome for somebody else. Like I'm going to, I, I see you do that. You make you, you're like a genius at hospitality. Like that's supposed to be a, an Enneagram two thing. And, and I'm like, no, that's just <laughs> It's not. from my mom. It's just cause I, I learned it from her. But that's why. you, you have that gift and I see, I've seen you in times of, of pain that in your yeah. own life, you've gone like, okay, well, I'm just going to throw my arms wide open to everybody else. Um, and and none of none of what you're talking about is wrong or bad. I mean, I think we God 
God is with us in all of that. And he has so much grace and patience because he's a good father. Like that's what a good parent does is they're just like, okay, well, this probably isn't going to work for you forever, but I'm just going to hang out with you till you figure out that this isn't going to work for you forever, (laughs) you know? And, and, um, I just, I'm finding myself, especially this year, um, inundated like drowning in things I want to change and fix and do better and have more of. And, um, and for good reason, like for health reasons, for, for parenting reasons, all of that. But I, I just find myself, God is like, Hey, but let's talk about it. Like we've been quiet for a long time and Christmas has been hard for a long time. And now I'm going to cry. And to reopen the deeper door of what it means to celebrate a time that has been like so beautiful in my life and then so devastating. Um, And to let Jesus into that place is scary. Like I don't want to downplay for anybody that it's scary. Um, but, but I have to believe cause I know Jesus and I've invited him into some scary places in the past that he can do beautiful, beautiful things and that he can restore me to a place where I can stand with him and go do it again, do it again. Like let's do Christmas yeah. again. And, and, uh, Yeah. Yeah, I think that's so important for us to remember because is it Bill Johnson says, you know, if you can't feel the Lord right now and if you can't see the Lord right now and how many of us are standing around going, where are you? Yeah, I don't feel it. I don't feel joy. I don't feel peace. I don't feel whatever. I don't see you at work. I, I see chaos. I mean, just look at our world. Like I I see terror and chaos and pain and tragedy everywhere. Where are you, God? Yeah. The invitation is to look back. Like we might not feel him. We might not see him, but we can remember him. We can remember what he has done. We're sitting in this moment of, I know this is a thing for you. I, I, me too, but I've walked this road with you to not have grace for yourself. This constant, like, I got to be doing these things. I should be doing that. I need to be doing these things, but to sit there and go, but God's standing right there with you going, I'm looking at you with grace. Yeah. I'm, I'm meeting you in this moment and not here. Like, great. Now get here. Sometimes God can absolutely be that coach. That's like, come on, come on, do the next thing. And most often he just goes up and he goes, I love you. Yes. (laughs) I'm going to just look at you with delight. Yeah. So it's just a matter of just, it, it just is what it is, right? It's, I talk about um, this in the book, The A Word. My, my therapist, Max, taught me the value of the A Word, and I hate the A Word, but acceptance, because acceptance to me feels like a cop-out. It feels right. like I've given up. But actually, again, present tense, it's, it is what it is. And God's accept in this moment. He's right here right now. Yeah. And we don't have to do anything else to earn it. We don't have to... He's just, he's here. He's right here with us. And so to sit in this moment 
And instead of wishing I was doing something different or feeling bad because I'm not, just to accept it for what it is right now mm-hmm. and recognize that the Lord's sitting with us in it. And then where's the invitation? Sometimes the invitation is just to put your head down on his lap and take a nap. Yeah. And sometimes he's like, okay, let's talk through next steps. Yes. But he has done it before and he will do it again. That's the thing. I don't feel it. I don't see it. But I also know that he's, he's done it before. And these are the moments where it is valuable for us to look back and celebrate the miracle upon miracle upon miracle that we've had in our lives. That's the Christmas miracle, right? Yes. Yeah. It is a miracle. And to kind of circle back to the Chesterton quote, I think that's yeah. part of the beauty of do it again. You yeah. know, um, Christmas yeah. gives us a time where we get to go, God, you came, you came to be with us. Like you literally yeah. inhabited a body, became a human, lived a life, and you experienced all the sorrow and suffering and joy and tension of human life. Will you do it again right now with me? You know? Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I hate asking, do it again. Cause I, <laughs> I, I'm really, okay. Here's the thing. I'm really bad at asking for things in general. I'm really yeah, bad at, you like, are, yes, you are. I'm really bad at asking and saying, even prayer yep. is hard for me and being like, Hey God, yep. I don't know if you want to like miraculously Just heal maybe. my daughter, <laughs> but you know, be great. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's too much, don't worry about it. Um, so that is its whole thing. Then to go yeah. like, hey, God, I know you've sat with me in grief and silence and, and, and desolation many, many times. And you bore all of my grief and sorrow when you went to the cross already. Um, yeah. Could you do it again? <laughs> it's just, But like, I love this quote in, the, in part because what if God is literally like, yes, do it again. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. Like he's so excited to get to do it again. He's so excited to get to be Emmanuel again. You know, he just is like, I get to be God with you again, 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 again. Wow. Anyway, that was a lot of agains, but no, but that's it. That's the title, right? Emmanuel again, like God with us again and again, God with us. What does that look like? He's sitting with us in the moment or he's walking like, God with us, it's not a surprise. He's coming into into our world. <laughs> right. Our world, our current personal world, our big, big, you know, world. He's, it's not a surprise. Right. He's right. not like, I'm going to go rescue her again. I'm going to go, you know, oh, she's gotten herself into that problem again. Right? Yeah. He, he's, he finds joy in it. Yeah. He, what does it say? Uh, he's strong enough to exult in monotony. Like we hate that word monotony, right? But there's so much strength. There's eternal strength in our God. I mean, I, I don't want to pack lunch every single day. You there know? will be a day, Trace, where you don't have to do that again. <laughs> there will yeah. Be a day. But then I got to make myself lunch and that's sometimes that's even worse. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but like, but for God... I I think the invitation that I would want to issue that I will say, let's say the invitation that I want to share that God is giving me right now mm-hmm. in this Advent 
um, is to truly wipe the slate clean and begin to see him as a God who is strong enough to exalt in Manani, who is, who is delighted, truly and, and freshly delighted every time he gets to be God with us. Wow. So yeah. that's, that's what I got. <laughs> God with us. Emmanuel again. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for being with me. Oh, thank you for having me. I just I love, love you, friend. You. I love you too. I want to just celebrate that you are so important in my life and valuable as a as a soul friend, but also the gifts that the Lord has given you and your husband um, bless my heart and my eyes every day. And I will, in when we post this on social media and in the notes, I'm going to put all of our pieces that we have, like, uh, and also a link to where people can find um, you guys and be blessed by your incredible art. So will you tell us um, where we can find all yeah. of that? Yeah. Um, so Aaron, um, you can get Aaron's art um, at aaronbrown.art so it's spelled a-e-r-o-n yeah a-e-r-o-n brown.art um he has a shop where you can get prints um you can even order um commissions um that's the best because we have a few of them it really is i i i i would love to see more people like he's done this series of you know me and him and a few others with cathedrals or churches inside of them um, that I mm. think um, can can help us visually connect to the concept of like being transformed through mm. presence. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can follow him um, on Instagram. It's again, Aaron Brown art, A E R O N. Um, and his music is on Spotify and um, Apple Music. Um, I don't have a lot up right now. I'm I'm working on some things, but yeah. Well, will you fix that problem? Because you, it's so funny. My my favorite part is that two of my favorite artists individually got married. Like that for <laughs> me is the biggest win. And I like to say that I maybe had something. I mean, I prayed that into existence, right? You did. I'll take credit for where that is. You are incredible. And um, your pieces are delightful. So I want to encourage anyone and everyone listening or watching to uh, find Tracy and Aaron Brown and make it an art-filled Christmas because there's no better time. I love you, friend. Thank you for joining me. I love you too. Uh, And Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to the Joybringer podcast. I would love to connect with you. Find me on social media or on my website at seasonedhours.com. For more information on how to live like the gospel is good news, check out my book, The Joybringer Challenge. You can buy it anywhere books are sold or on my website. Thanks again for listening. And hey, I love you.